0: What is up everybody welcome to toffee blues usa your source for all things everton american style so we've got another support group joining me jerry i am in winston salem north carolina but we have a different part of the country a different region of the country joining us this time we've got chris Flaherty from the uh, connecticut toffees joining us and if you listen closely you'll note he might not be from Connecticut. Just saying. So it's just a guess. So Chris, welcome. It's great to have you. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having us, Jerry. We're looking at, looking forward to it.
0: So so Chris, uh, Connecticut Toffees, um, talk a little bit about uh, the Connecticut Toffees uh, support group. Like, uh, do they have a, a, a meetup spot in a specific city? Or is it one of those things where it goes to s- uh, uh, several different cities? Or how do y'all like to do it?
1: So to be honest, right now we we haven't actually had a meetup because we're so new. Really, so we we I've managed to get we've got about twelve to fifteen um, supporters. A couple I know from back from Liverpool, a couple that I know from from over there originally, and I saw supporters clubs popping up, you know, around the country and around the world. So I thought, why not get one in Connecticut? And after I did research, I've seen that there been one in Connecticut, but there's been no activity, you know, through social mm-hmm. media. I reached out to the club and they said, no, go for it. So uh, I managed to get it. But right now we're just talking through Twitter, through WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. i got a little WhatsApp group going with them. We managed to get like a pop-up shop going today with some merchandise out there. So just trying to spread the name as best as I can until until we all feel safe to meet up and get together.
0: So this is exciting this is a different like phase of uh of really any of the groups that we've spoken to so far this is like so fledgling and it's awesome so this is uh i mean 12 or 13 members at the moment um just kind of talking via social media so you don't really have like your your you know meetup spot where you you know and honestly with with pandemic it's hard to figure all that out right now especially like for your first meetup you know that would be difficult but um so, do you think, uh, as far as this particular season goes, are you thinking, uh, uh, are you thinking about anything uh, as far as any kind of meetup this season, or are you going to keep kind of staying the course? Uh, we're, we're, I'm trying to get a meetup, but
1: again, I just want it to be safe. So, yeah, depending on how we go with the vaccine and how Connecticut goes as a state with the reopening and everything, then I don't know a hundred percent on what it, when or where it's going to be. I've got mm. a rough idea of a few places, like. I used to frequent that. I that I could uh, call in on the managers and stuff, where you know they'd be more than happy to welcome us. So, yeah. be like uh, keep an eye out for them.
0: Oh, that's awesome! So, yeah, so it's, uh, baby steps, but you're doing awesome. This is great. I, I always admire when I'm actually talking to somebody who's taking the initiative to uh, to say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect, and I'm gonna kind of be be the hub, and, you know, kind of try to get things going. That's that's just great because that's. Honestly, uh, that, that's what we're noticing every single time when we have one of these shows, is that connection, uh, the idea of actually connecting with other, other Everton supporters. Um, so where in Connecticut are you?
1: I'm based in Trumbull, uh, mm-hmm. Trumbull, Connecticut, which is in Fairfield County. Um, the, some, a lot of the members are within you know, a 45-minute radius of here. There's mm-hmm. a few members a little bit further out here know it's a little bit far for them. In terms of the area, but the, when I've put it out there and I've spoke to some of them, they're more than happy to uh, to travel down, you know, to see the blues, to see us, to get together as a group. So we will see.
2: Yeah, we
0: that's will see. awesome.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> so, so why why how are you in Connecticut?
1: So originally, I've I have a long backstory. I've been over here on and off since 2002. like working. At, I'm a soccer coach by trade. Working as a coach, um, then I played at college. Then I went back to working as a coach, and now I'm just like a full-time soccer coach. I work in work in the state, um, so that's basically where I am.
0: So uh, you coach all ages, or do you have a specific age that you usually focus on?
1: I coach all ages. Uh, I was coaching at the university level, coaching at the you know the travel level, the premier level, mm-hmm. the. Tiny kids, classes, everything, everything.
0: Nice. That's, oh, that's great. Uh, what is your, uh, do you have an ideal age where you're like, this is the age I connect with the most?
1: It's like 10 and 11 on, it, it, it all depends on like, if it's a, if it's a girls or the boys, 10 and 11 girls, for some reason, I take to them and they listen and they work harder. Yeah. And then it's the older girls at the college level that you know they want to play yeah. so they they're, they're into it and you get a lot more out of them sessions as well
0: ah oh, this is yeah this is cool very cool hey man well uh so before before moving to connecticut and 2002 you said yeah uh, let's get a little bit more detail as far as uh before that where were you
1: i was in liverpool i was in yeah. liverpool playing, working, and trying to watch Everton as much as I could, trying to get a match. But I had an okay playing career, so that kind of stopped me from going games sometimes, which wasn't always ideal.
0: What uh, – what, uh, where did you play in the States? Like, you said you played – did you play college ball? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I played uh, for Mitchell College up in New London, Connecticut. I was going to so, say, yeah, is that yours? That's my, yeah, that's my freshman jersey.
0: no
1: yeah, I played up there.
0: That's awesome. Uh yeah, like uh what what size is that is Mitchell College?
1: It's a small, small division three school. When I was there it was a junior college.
0: Yeah.
1: Um changed over to division three, but they're probably fifteen hundred to two thousand pupils. Um good at good for you know, like sport management academics, which is what I got my degree in. The sports teams are generally do well they've transitioned into Division Three, so they're finding it a little bit of a struggle, mm. but they're still doing okay.
0: That's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I started off playing for a Belmont Abbey College, which is about the same size. So it's oh. kind of, yeah, it's very, very interesting. Yeah, it, it was a strange thing because I went to big public schools during my whole academic career, and then I went and I was playing, playing soccer for this, this tiny little private Catholic school, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and it was, it was different. It was a very different experience, but I gotta be honest, I, 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 unlike, unlike you, which seems like you have had a serious passion for it, like I got burned out. I got burned out after two years of playing, and uh, it was, uh, and, and also, you know what? I think a big part of it was maturity level. I think it was maturity level. I don't think I had experienced enough life and, when I went to college.
1: I went in you know? I went into Mitchell as an older freshman. So mm-hmm. I went in the kids are seventeen, eighteen and I was nineteen twenty. So and I'd obviously living in a different country on my own was all like yeah. grew into a little bit. Um so that kind of helped me ease through college, should we say.
0: Yeah. Very, very cool. So sorry, I there's people who are watching and listening to this, you gotta realize I did not talk to Chris like at all. I, we started recording like a, two minutes after we met. So, I'm, I'm learning a bunch about him right now. So, currently, let's delve into, I know you, you said you were, were living in Liverpool. What actually, is there a specific reason where you're like, that's why I'm an Everton supporter? Was it family? What, family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Whole family is, uh, is Everton supporters. So, you know were born not manufactured so basically just straight into it
0: nice uh do you have you noticed a different like i'm always curious to ask ask someone from from like a a kind of like an original everton supporter somebody who was literally born an everton supporter the american everton supporters that you met have you noticed a certain like personality profile out of those kind of folks that like Everton when they're like because it's like we 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 choose it you know what I mean so it's sort of like a it's like we we feel this like thing drawing us to this club have you ever noticed any kind of like similarities between these people like I guess I'm saying these people me and these people (laughs) I think it's I think
1: like I feel a lot of them from what I've met like as you said you choose to be an Everton fan so you've not gone you don't go so far back. You know, you mm-hmm. maybe go to the Tim Howard, the Landon Donovan, the the Brian McBride, and if you're old enough mm-hmm. to go back as Precky, you're going back, <laughs> that, you know, you're going that far. Yeah. So, uh And then sort of players have been promoted by Everton or, you know, you followed mm-hmm. them because they were like, almost like the pioneers of the US players going and playing abroad. So you followed their careers a little bit more yeah. to see, you know, to see how they've done and I feel that's how they've come about.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't know. For me, it's uh, it was very much like uh, for a long time we were unable to watch games. Like you couldn't really watch many matches. So, and the only matches that were being played were like the usually the you know these massive clubs. Uh, and so, the, my first season of actually watching Premier League football, that's when I felt. Everton felt right, you know? It was my first actual full – where I was like, you know what? I care so much about this. I want to care more, if that makes sense.
1: I think I think that a club people can relate to as well, though, in terms of, like, no one – like, we have high hopes for ourselves. Every Everton fan has these high hopes, and you know at mm-hmm. some point they're going to break your heart. Like, you know, they build you up, they build you up, they build you up, and then straight back at you, you know? whereas like you're a United <laughs> fan or you're a Liverpool fan, and you see this global – Global name yeah. and all the superstar, like you know, like a LeBron James wearing a Liverpool shirt. And you're like, he's just jumping on a bandwagon. You know that. Like he sees a yep. market opportunity and he's in on it. Whereas who's marketing us? It's it's us. It's the Everton fans ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that breaks my heart when there's a celebrity I like and they they end up wearing a red shirt. So like, I remember the first time I saw like Mike Myers, like from. uh you know, Austin Powers and all that. And I saw him wearing one of those. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? No, I like your movies normally. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do red. I'm, not walking no more.
1: I'm done, I'm done.
0: You know, <laughs> there's, no, there's no choice. You have to, you know, for the yeah. same reason where, well, I, I rarely, like, I, I have hardly any of the color red in my whole, yeah, oh, just you, weird superstition. My wife
1: nuts. Yeah. I'm, I'm very <laughs> anti-red. Like, nothing nothing red.
0: <laughs> so, talking a little bit more about you, the Everton supporter, uh, who's your favorite Everton player this season?
1: I'm going to say, like, Decore or Godfrey, you know, for the obvious reasons. Godfrey's had – he came out of nowhere. But I didn't know too much about him when we bought him. I don't know how many Blues did. And you're looking at 25 million and you're like, oh, what, like – for the track record, we've had to spend the money. You're like, why are we paying for that? And then he come on in the derby, look good. Then he had a rough game at Southampton. And you're like, is this kid ready? Have we spent too much money? And then all of a sudden, he's just found his rhythm. And it's like, he needs to be on the team sheet. He needs to be in the game every time. And the same with the core, right? Like, look at last night's game. Look at the engine on him when he's got the ball, you know, 119 minutes into the game and he's, sprinting up and down the field still, chasing Mm. it around, winning the ball back, you know, so it's that sort of work ethic and, you know, the attitude that we we kind of appreciate.
0: Yeah, but I I love both those guys, but I got to say, Decore has been exactly what I hoped he would be. Godfrey, I had no clue. I thought he would be one for next season, for, for, you know, coming seasons. I had no idea he'd have the impact that he's having now. But Decore, for me, I was like – I remember like when we were rumored to be talking to him like two years ago, you know, and, and I was thinking, gosh, that's the guy. That's what we're missing. That is, that is a, a physical presence in the middle of the park that will, that will run his guts out. He's a ball winner. He's a ball carrier. And he's not bad, not a bad distributor. And he scores every once in a while. You
2: yeah, know? Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. Yeah. That's definitely with you. Um, so gosh, I, Asking, asking like a lifetime Everton guy, this question: your your favorite Everton goal?
1: Um, that is a tough one. A tough one. As far as I can remember from me actually, you know, being at games, it was. I want to say it could be the Mikel Arteta one.
2: Mm.
1: It was it against Fiorentina? Because <laughs> I'd I'd went to Fiorentina as well. I went to the away leg. Of course and obviously would. we'd lost and we'd come back home and now gone for that one.
2: Yeah.
1: Um and then to be honest, any big dunk scores, because I just I grew up idolizing him and I still yeah. do, you know, he's <laughs> anything he does. He can do anything. <laughs> he's just the yeah, he's a hero. My wife, we got a dog and I have to call the dog Ferguson. Like <laughs> Yes. It's so awesome. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. And you know people are probably misinterpreting that as well.
1: Uh, yeah, oh, 100%. Everyone thinks it's a royal family. I say Fergie. I'm like, the, no, the soccer player. They're like, Alex Ferguson. I'm like, no, no, like Google Duncan Ferguson. There you go. You'll thank me you later.
0: You have to hand them a pamphlet. Like, this is this is the dog's name. This is
1: how it works. Uh, I have to put a pronunciation on it as well because they mis- misinterpret the way I pronounce it and everything. It's, I'll let me wife speak when it comes to that bit
0: oh that's great uh so uh all right so digging even deeper i asked this question of everybody so if there's an everton player that best represents your personality okay who you are you're like that that player is is everything i am as a person you know what i mean like so it could be certain characteristics on the pitch could be off the pitch however you want to interpret this question i'm always curious as to what people go with on this
1: I'm probably going to say big dunk again because, obviously, I'm quite tall. Um, everyone sees me as nice. But you've also got that little bit of streak in you where someone's like, oh, you don't want to mess with him. You just don't want to mess with him. And I, could, I was quite deceptive at playing soccer as well for my size. People looked at me and, it, you know, didn't think I could play. And I can actually play a little bit. So it was like, all better. right, mm-hmm. a, I'll compare myself to dunk.
0: Nice. Were you – what position did you play, by the way?
1: That's another – that's a whole – can't open the worms. Um,
0: is it? How? I, I had no idea. I,
1: was... <laughs> I, play, I played in England as, and I was a goalkeeper. And yeah. I played for like, I played for Atkins and Stanley. I played for a couple of non-league teams.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I came over here to play at, at the college. Went in as a goalkeeper and freshman. Played five games my freshman year. And then was striker and top scorer for every season after that. <laughs> that
0: so, is magnificent.
1: I, yeah, I, so it was it was a whole change around.
0: Okay, I'm glad your story went like that cuz you were like, "Oh, that's a whole can of words." I was like, "Oh no, is this a bad story?" That's a good
1: no, story. No, no. That's great. <laughs> it's just, it's just no one believes it. Again, no one believes it. So it's uh it's a, it's a crazy. A friend of mine came to watch it. get he played at the school before me and left mm-hmm. came and watched the game. Uh I was on the bench that game. It's 0-0. The coach speaks to and he's like I I need something and he's like you know Chris can play up front and the guy's like okay yeah and he went no he can and I went up and scored the winner we won one nothing and that was that was it I played that ever since
0: oh that's great that is awesome story yeah I mean honestly when the results aren't coming in you know you'll get a little creative when you need to I remember my freshman year we just weren't scoring goals and our coach showed up one day and was like, oh, by the way, we got this guy coming coming in from the basketball team. I'm like, what? What? What is what is happening? So yeah. this guy comes in and his touch looks a little off, you know, but he's an athlete and a half. I mean, and he's a basketball player. He can dunk, so he can get he can leap. And it turns out, so his touch is not great, but he's one of the best one touch finishers I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. All of a sudden this guy becomes our leading scorer just like that. And and, and it turns out he was an all-state soccer player during during high school, and he played college basketball. And I'm just am, amazed at that kind of athleticism and talent. And oh my gosh, got to be got to be ridiculously in shape also to be able to go from one hop from one oh, state to the other. One hundred percent. My gosh, one hundred percent. The training level of these college athletes, I'm not sure people fully grasp how. Yeah elite some of these players are uh, just as athletes and oh jeez, like i went when i first went to that school man those are the best players i've ever played with in my life and they were my teammates and i was supposed to be winning like winning playing time from them yeah <laughs> it's such a crazy thing to think about you i mean you coming from england though you had already seen great players so you were walking into a different scenario right
1: i i honestly didn't know what to expect because i'd never seen the team play um, a friend got, you know, helped me get there, and I've gone in. I think I missed my first day of practice because I was on the plane flying over. I had little sleep and got up the next morning for seven a.m. and I, I was out there early, just because I was awake. And mm-hmm. I got paired up with one of the guys who was, you know, the lower end of the roster, like mm-hmm. the lower end, more of a token, like he's on the roster. And I'm still like kicking about with him, and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? And then, lucky enough, a few of the a few of the boys who could play showed up. We had a couple of Brazilians at the time, oh. who they were good to play with. But we also we got into a lot of arguments with each other. The way you know, the two different styles of play, but yeah. they were good boys to play with. So yeah. it was a uh, it was an eye opener for me, to be honest.
0: I bet. I mean, that's you're going to another country to play with in a yeah. My gosh, in a very different type of environment as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, jeez. Uh, All right. So anything else you feel like we need to know about you? Something, anything like that, you know, makes you even more unique. I mean, you know, you're doing, you're doing great as it is. Uh, (laughs) I just realized I should ask that before we transition into Everton stuff. I felt weird without having a good segue, but yeah.
1: No, I think we're good. I think we're good. I think of anything. I'll let you know.
0: I appreciate it. Just, just, you know, just butt in. It's cool. So, so really uh, quick thought before we get into uh, match reviews and match previews and all that stuff. Uh, this for, for the audience out there who are listening and watching this is being recorded on a Thursday, which means the FA cup draw was this afternoon. So we now know who we are going to play in uh, the next round of the FA cup quarterfinals. Um, and uh, we uh, of course, our name's the first one <laughs> that's pulled, and the next one pulled is uh Manchester City. So we've got City uh at our place, which is cool. Uh, quick, quick reactions on, on that one, Chris.
1: Um, at first, I was all like, I was happy I saw that name come out at home, and then once you put it on back in the bag and pulled out Man City, I'm like, oh Man City. But my thoughts are like, we're gonna have to play that if you want to get to the final. You're going to be playing Man City at some point because at the form they're in, they're unstoppable. So I'd rather play them now. And if we do lose, we're not. We've not got all our hope of getting to the final and being that close to winning it. But you know, it's. I feel it's more of an even ground playing at a good distance for us. It's more of a. It's more of our stadium. Fingers crossed. Who knows? Maybe fans might be allowed back in. It'll add a little bit of a difference to it. You never know. Um, I doubt it, but you never know. But yeah, I'm, you know what? You, to win the cup, you you have to do the hard way sometimes. So if that's the case, let's do it.
0: I mean, you. I suppose people have have won the cup with really fortunate draw after really fortunate draw after really fortunate draw. I suppose that's happened. Um, but I will say, uh, we get we get past City. Uh, and, and I'm feeling really, really good, because at that yeah. point you've you've played uh, maybe maybe the, the the best the top form team in in the in England. <laughs> you know, you have played maybe the top four, and and you put them behind you. Um, and I, I gotta to be honest, though,
1: I'd have, I'd have fear that I'm more of a bummer for them because I feel that sometimes when we play, we lower the way we play. So like, if we're playing a top team like City. We're on our game, and everyone <laughs> fights with everything. We play somewhat like Newcastle the other week, you go and play a Newcastle, oh or you play God. a Bournemouth, yeah. and we've done it against, you know, in the previous rounds against Rotherham, and you, you scrape through or whatnot, you know, but it's not as easy on us. Nothing's ever uh-huh. easy on us.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird, though. I will say, like, a lot of times we, we scrape through. I do feel a lot more confident holding on to a 1-0 two one lead with Carlo though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even if, even if we were playing one of those, like if we were to manage to get a, get a lead against him, I feel a lot more comfortable than I have in the past. Like, uh, and honestly with city man, I I gotta tell you, and and with Carlo in charge, I'm just not as worried playing anyone now, you know? And and the funny, I look at, I look at our lack of depth, and we're supposed to be really having a serious issue with, with, with depth on our team. And we're managing to find solutions and be okay. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a, in, a, in a bit after we talk United, but the Spurs match, we're missing players. Heck, we're missing players against United, you know? And we're finding ways to get results, you know? So, yep. it, there's some – I'm positive about this draw. I would I would feel a lot more cocky. If if it was someone not City, I just saying that. (laughs) So I'm not going to go up to every City fan going, "Oh, we're going to take you now." You know, I'm not going to do that. But honestly, I I I'm not going to be surprised if we win that game. I feel I feel good. You know.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. All
0: All right. right. So anything else on City in the in the Cup coming up?
1: No, just bring them on. Bring them on.
0: That's, honestly, uh, Toffee Blues John, I think, tweeted that earlier from the Toffee Blues account. And I was like, yes, that's how you have to think. Right there. You can't sit there and, like, not in the face. You know, you can't do that, you know? No more. Never. All right? Let's move. United. Over the weekend. uh, That was a thrill ride. Uh, I thought Saturday... Was going to be the thrill ride of the week. I thought that was going to be our, our biggest adrenaline shot. Yeah.
1: And I don't know if I can say much more.
0: What, what are they doing to us? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not even going to bother to say spoiler alert because if you haven't watched it by now, I, yeah. But 3 um, 3 draw with United. What, what a weird, weird match uh, that started with a an incredibly dire first half that was just, uh, well, sad to watch. Um, I died a little inside. Uh, and, and like at halftime, I was like, well, if it's going to keep going like this, uh, I, I just needed, I need to plan my afternoon to get my negative energy out. Uh, first half was pretty bad. Um, but, you know, so some mistakes made, but I don't want to necessarily start like that. Let's start positive. Chris, we came out second half second half was
1: a a complete complete shock if you like like you said, if you haven't saw it and you see the first half, you never believe that we're getting anything okay. from that game, so it was like come out second half, and we hit them with two goals in what three or four minutes, and you're like, oh, I'm gone, like yeah. Everton have come to play finally, and you know we had we had a go, and like you said, the goals that we conceded um yeah, Olsen slips like it happened yeah. you know it happens he makes a mistake, it's a goal. Mm. If, Yeri, well, not, we're not going to save Yerry Mina's slip because he did that anyway. But if someone else slips, there's a chance the keeper can save it, you know. Yeah. But, going back onto that, I don't think there was a foul in the build-up myself. I think it was poor referee and I don't think Holgate fouled to allow the free kick to come in. But, yeah. again, Everton, it's, which Everton shows up, when, where, what half, are they going to do it in the middle of a game, at the end of a game, who knows when.
0: The difference in mentality was pretty staggering. You know, when I look at their first half goals, right? I thought we looked so like we were packing back and we weren't pressing at all. Like, I mean, Bruno Fernandez goal is a perfect example. He takes a second, he wants to pass, looks around, realizes he's got space and can place a ball perfectly in the corner. Yeah. just because he's, he's yeah. just got all the time in the world. And I know – and, and, and we're talking Tom Davis was probably the closest man, and he's a player who had a pretty good game, you know, not going to sit there and, like, totally rail on Tom Davis for it. But you wonder, like, somebody's, somebody's got to be – I mean, he's one of the best, like, uh, like, outside the 18 finishers, Bruno Fernandez, He's really good. You can't give him that big a look.
1: The thing is, like if you look at that goal again though, I know like I agree Davis should get out to him. But there's also Dina's gone out on the left and there's a player just in there. So if he does go and press him, he just slips that ball in anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a different outcome. You don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah. It's it's a tough it's a tough one, you know, because he doesn't know do a go press him, do a slide over, mm-hmm. do, you know what they would do. And it's unfortunately, like you said, you've got Bruno Fernandez who seems to have a hand in anything that United score and can put it where he wants, puts it into the top corner.
0: That's the thing. If you were a neutral watching the highlights of their first two goals, you would probably say that that United team is special because mm-hmm. the first goal, the cross by Rashford and the header by Cavani, I mean, it was just really pretty play. And it felt, you know, and it's just slightly over Keane's head. Keane has, like, one more, like, bit of hair, you know what I mean, just all yeah, he yeah. Needs just like that much, and that flicks over Cavani's head, it's just, but he just can't quite make it, it was, but it looked, if, if you were a neutral, you would say, oh, that's pretty soccer, but the whole time, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, we are not helpless, we're not helpless to their beautiful football, that's ridiculous, you know, we could be doing, uh, and for me, it was, it was a mentality thing, it was a, it was a cover, you know, Let's actually let's get out there to actually put some pressure on them. Um I don't know, man. It was a I'd, frustrating first half.
1: I'd love to be a fly on the wall to what was said at our time. Like
2: yes. I would
1: love to like just just put me in a corner so I can just sit and like who who went flying off the handle? The Big don't go in there all gun steaming? Did Carlo just act as cool as he can be? You know, what what went on? Like what was, what got said?
0: Uh it's hard for me to imagine that that dunk said nothing <laughs> i just can't I just can't see it um, yeah that was that was one of those you know and and to be honest, I know the first half was dire and and, and depressing and frustrating, but when you see that your team has the potential and ability to to change and to kick it up a gear, it sort of makes you feel like you're in every game, even if you're, you've got a lead to overcome, you know? It's, it's it, there's part of you was like, why aren't you doing it from the beginning? But if it's a team mentality issue, something's going to win some, you know, whatever, you make some slight changes at halftime, I love the idea that a team can rally around itself and work together and go, no, not dealing with this anymore. That's good vibes, man. That's a good feeling.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a it's a whole new mentality we've got this year because you know, at two 0 down at halftime, United, you're looking at it, you're thinking this is going to be five or six. Yeah. Well, regardless of if you're playing well or they're <laughs> playing well, you're like, United. Over the years, have taken teams apart. Uh, that's got. Look at Southampton. They took mm-hmm. Southampton apart a week ago, nine nothing, and you're like, they could they could do it to anyone on the day when they want, yeah. and you're like, where are you? Where are you for the taking here? And then we come out with that whole new mentality that we've seen to develop over the last over the season but over the last few weeks more so mm-hmm. um you know that fight that desire and we're getting results from it now
0: yeah uh so let's go to Olsen see i, I i've written down these topics some of them just negative some of them positive Olsen is dancing the line here in you know what I mean? Uh because you slip, you slip. You you don't like blaming somebody for slipping, right? Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate. It's the pitch, it's the universe saying, screw you, it happens, right? But at the same time, every keeper ends up getting judged by little stuff like that. You know 100%. what I mean? And that and that sucks, but that's just the way it is. So I saw in Olsen some amazing play, but not all the way, am I saying, perfect game from Olsen. You know what I mean?
1: I think he, I think he, he needs that little run in the team. I think he brings a lot more calmness to the back line than, than what Pickford does.
2: I, I you have know, to agree. When yeah. Pickford
1: first came in, it was like, great. And then you're like, Pickford distribution, Pickford this. and then, But you look at Olsen, and when Olsen clears it, when he connects properly, he's putting it on the edge of that area. He, there's, a, there's like a sense of calm back there. You know, he's a big guy. He's a big figure. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just for me, it's a little bit more calming with him there because Pickford's in that limelight of England's number one. Everyone's waiting for him to fail. You know, one mistake in the whole media. Like, ever since the, I, I hate to say it, I don't even want to mention the tackle, but ever since that, it's huh. it's highlighted on everything. I'll probably have a counter <laughs> on Twitter now. Day 190, Chris said this. Um, <laughs> You know, but it's – ever since that, everyone's been out for him. Yeah. So, a little break's good.
0: You said the key word that – I don't know if a lot of people have said it – calm. And that is what I think Pickford is kind of missing now. I mean, even when he first got to the club, I think we were praising his distribution. Like, it was – I mean, just heck of a left foot – um, could just put it, pinpoint accuracy on someone's, you know, right in stride to someone streaking down the field. But I don't see that as much this season. And I think it is, I think it's up here. I think it's, I think it's a, he's not calm. He doesn't feel calm. And I feel like he's, there's, there's some things, I think it helps. It, it actually, I think it's actually helping him to have a backup there, pushing him. You know, forcing him to focus on the things that are important. But I, I just feel like he's a, he's kind of, he's pretty nervous right now.
1: Yeah, like you said, a lot of the times now he's them kicks. He was playing and he's hitting the right winger, the left winger. He's putting out. And then if you look at the, if you compare the two after they see the goal, Pickford's body language is just yeah. distraught. Like mm-hmm. you know, he's pulling his top, he's shouting, he's doing something. Olsen's more like in shock that he conceded the goal. Yeah. You know, so he's like – but he knows he's let one in, but it's like the two different styles. And Pickford now, he, I think he needs that little break out the limelight, out the, out the starting lineup. You know, whatever injury he's got, hopefully he comes back. But I'd give Olsen that little run because the team mm-hmm. seems to be settling down a little bit with him in goal.
0: Pickford seems like he needs to throw – if when he, gets, when he concedes, it's like he has, to, he has to react. He has to give like a little bit of personality. He always has to do it, whether it's something as simple as sticking his tongue out and going or something like that, yeah. just something simple. It, it, but he has to, he feels like he has to give a reaction. And you're right. Olsen is much more clean slate, just blank. You know? Um, yep. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. So I, Olsen has definitely saved us a decent amount lately. Um, but you got to say, you hate you hate seeing the slip, giving him, giving them the third Yeah, card. yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah.
0: he normally would have that. He would have had that. Talking about a big guy, long arms. He would have had it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so before we go on to talk about your man of the match, uh, anybody where you pinpoint him where you were kind of like, you know what, this person I feel like they could have done better.
1: Um, Holgate for me. Paul Gates, I feel he's another one who's like in the last few weeks, mm-hmm. his standards have kind of slipped a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's not, he's not performing at the level he was at the beginning of the season. I gotta agree. If you look at the first few, first few balls in the United, I think it was the United game, yeah, the United game, he was a, uh, he was giving them away. His touch was going out, and like, I've, we've got the Connecticut Toffees group text going, and I've got a group text with a few blues back home, and you know we're talking about how much that got like how much Olsen had uh, sorry Holgate had just dropped yeah. on the radar like he's just he's just not the same player he was at the beginning of the season
0: you know continuing i think Carlo does a really good job of squad rotation yeah. and that little break just, can sometimes be what you need to get hungry again and we'll we'll get later to Spurs to talk about Coleman because he had a little stretch out for a oh, while yeah and well, you know, and sometimes that you just need need to get that hunger back, um, and uh, obviously, just straight up desire doesn't help, but is it, it, not exactly all of it. But honestly, sometimes it's just to focus on the details, because you get carried away in the big picture stuff, and sometimes you need to focus on every touch, that next touch being the most important touch. So yeah, I could easily see a young guy like Holgate getting, uh, you know, a little bit carried away. Um, not really focusing on everything because we've seen him do it in the past before, too. Um, but I do think he's matured a lot, and I think just a little spell out was all he needs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, who's your man of the match? I'm going to go with Andre Gomez. Good shot. I choice. thought he had a great game.
1: Like, I thought he had a, again, he's another one. M. Davis, you know, and Sigurdsson had him for a lot of like stick on Twitter. Off, off, mm-hmm. the, off the different supporters around the world but people don't analyse what he does you know like Gomez Gomez's job like people see him as this attacking Kevin De Bruyne style spraying passes it and this and that and when I coach kids I, I use the simple phrase kiss keep it simple stupid and Gomez mm-hmm. does that he wins the ball he knows he's not blessed for pace he plays it off he'll get it back he'll move it and he just like pulls the strings around that midfield
0: yep yeah, uh, I think everybody's been wanting him to hit that uptick in form, you know, since since his injury, really, since he came yeah. back from his injury. I think a lot of us for a while were just kind of like, he's not fit yet. He feels pressure to play. He really shouldn't be right now. Um, it was so great. So great watching him look so strong in the middle. Um yeah. You know,
1: against a strong United midfield as well. You know, yeah. obviously Pogba went off, and you got Fernandez in there, but like he, he more than held his own, and you know took control second half, and he was, he was picking out players, and, and Davis again, Tom Davis, you know yeah. was big in that holding midfield role, huge, huge, like position for him.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, Davis, not doing everything like completely perfect, but have you? Is it me or does it feel like his passes, like breaking the lines, are a lot more well-chosen now? Like he's being a lot more careful and he's not giving the ball away nearly as cheaply as he did before. You know, he would see someone streaking and when he put it, it would be like just a step off and and it would get intercepted and would come back the other way. That was such a common thing for Davis because you were like, oh, what a good thought, what a good idea. But he's a Premier League player. He should be able to, you know. Yes.
1: he's he's matured a little bit and obviously Ancelotti's bringing that out to him and, and the yeah. backroom staff but a few years ago if you looked at him when he burst on the scene great young academy player coming through everyone's thrilled and then he started playing a lot of sideways passes which mm-hmm. you know the fans are not liking I think playing in the empty stadiums is helping, helping Tom Davis as a player grow because as soon as he misplaces a pass he's not earning 40,000 blues go, oh what is he doing like you know booing him screaming at him yeah. Now it's just like, all right, Tom, get the next one. Play it off somewhere else.
0: That is such a legitimate point, Chris, that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. The the effect of playing in empty stadiums having a positive impact on players that maybe have a lot of pressure on them. You know, yeah, especially it, young you know, ones.
1: It's, it's doing Tom Davis' one there's you know there's other players who can benefit from it getting a little bit of a run you know confident in a, in a competitive game you know yeah. I do think there's a lot to be said for that
0: that's such a good point so any other closing thoughts on, uh, on the, the 3-3 draw with United
1: just happy Calvert-Lewin bags again because oh, he missed that chance at the end of the first half and you're like and he missed one at Leeds Similar one on one, you know, but then he, he pops up where's needed with a great touch and a great finish.
0: Was that your favorite of the three goals because of the timing?
1: Um, because of the timer, but I thought you can't take nothing away from Hammer's goal.
0: That's the, the one.
1: finish. I don't think people understand the difficult, <laughs> like how difficult it was. The core, he's fired it in at your chair, at your waist. He's yep. brought it down and hit it in a, you know, in a phone box, really.
0: And, and put it yeah, put it completely in the right corner. He kept it low and controlled and and with pace. It's just oh it's absurd. That I, was I'm my, not gonna
1: lie. I was calling for him to be subbed off because I didn't <laughs> think he was up to it at that point. And then he goes and puts one in the bottom corner. I'm like, all right, you know more than me, I'll let you off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my my family, I was watching it. See, I've got two two young boys, a five and an eight year old. And my wife was, all of us were in the house and my kids were screaming at the television when we were scoring those goals. It was, a, they were so loud. But the last one, the last one, I am certain neighbors got worried about my yeah. family because it was just, it was, I, my ears were ringing. You know, good good reason, <laughs> right? But are you kidding? Yeah, but uh, that one, uh and it was just, it's just a good feeling, man, to have to have something go your team's way at the death like that.
1: It's <sighs> almost like a win. It, it felt like it a really win, is, you know, because you know you've dragged it from nothing. Like I said, United away, you're getting a three-three draw. You're taking it. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and that's against the United team, who's beat us twice twice this season. Yeah, you know, uh, and we were we were down. and then we were down 3-2 you know and that's coming back like that and then coming back again at the very end showing character like that yeah it feels like a win so people can knock knock me for celebrating and draw all they want it is a point every point is important sorry european football is important so yeah every single point and positive vibes are good you know, it's
1: that it's keeping that away run going as well, which now is yeah. a thing in the back of our minds that it's like, oh, we gotta, you know, we've not lost now in a while away from home. You are want to yeah. play your games away.
0: <laughs> After earlier, we were talking about our advantage of being able to play at home. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll twist it how we need to, Chris. This is what we'll do. All right. So, good point away at United. Let's move on. That's well, a bad throw there we go all right then in the cup (laughs) and you thought the 3-3 game was going to be the big one the crazy one the one that gave you the heart trouble no no uh so i will give a spoiler alert because this one was actually yesterday some people may be watching on demand recording it so i'm letting you know now there's don't listen yeah what the hell um what was it five four for Christ's sake? Yeah, no, yeah. is that what it was? Where'd you where
1: do you start? Like where'd you start on that one? It's like
0: no, I was, you you know, explain, I, was saying, I was saying the score, Chris, and I didn't believe that it was that ridiculous. <laughs> it's only been yesterday, you know. Oh my God, just you know, uh, we start off start off really, you know, not in in a, in a we start off weak again, um, and. In, in, in sort of a, uh, something that would become a trend with set play defense, um, which we'll have to talk about here in a minute. Um, so giving up that early goal, but then recovering uh, really quickly. And we've got a, you're talking about your Connecticut Toffees group. We have a Toffee Blues Twitter message group. And it was, everybody was so down talking about how crap we are. Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, we look so good. What's happening? It was, it was, it was fantastic when we got those, uh, I mean, two in a row really fast.
2: Well, three.
1: We got the third. I just mean, after.
0: The, the third was like, was that one? Oh, yeah, because that was right before halftime, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I Well, I ended up putting all my groups on mute yesterday for that game. But after the first one winning, I thought I just don't. We've got the big group of the North American supporters' clubs. We've got I've got the Canarsie Toffees. Like I said, I've got the one back home with people. And yeah. I literally just had my phone mute down, muted all the chats, just left it, and I'm like, I, I just let me just suffer on my own here. Let me just suffer.
0: I haven't, <laughs> in I was at work, and my my old phone was here, but on right, so it's still connected to Wi-Fi, so. Courtney was like, "I knew the game was crazy because your phone wouldn't stop buzzing. <laughs> it was absurd." She was, <laughs> and so she turned the game on and, and watched it. And I, I had to watch it like after the fact, sadly, uh, because work. But um, so let's let's talk about uh, let's see here. Where do you want to start? You want to talk? Let's see here. Do you want to talk about? Uh, Set play defense. Let's go there first. Just get the bat out of the
1: way. Let's get out of the way. Um, I was fuming at Sigurdsson for the way he's defending (sighs) corners. Like, I don't get why. Face the ball.
2: Yeah.
1: Face it. Like, he's trying to block off Sanchez, who's a big lad. And you're facing him, but the ball's coming from behind you. So, you're not seeing it. But if you look at Sanchez's second goal, which I only noticed, like – As every blue, you watch every time it's on now just to watch it again, if you win. Um, But as the corner come in, Dina's doing the same with whoever flicked it on. I think it was it. No, No, Vertonghen. He's gone, right? Alderweald. Whoever flicked it on. I think it was Alderweald. I think you're right. Dina's doing the same thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Facing him as opposed to facing the ball. I just don't think this zonal marking that we're trying to do, it's not doing us any favours.
2: Mm.
1: yesterday more so than that like we conceded that, that one we conceded one against Newcastle that way you know the free kick into the box for mm. some reason on free kicks deep into the box like the United one we're dropping so deep like right on the keeper's toes we're not giving them the space you know to get out you know to, to have a little line to give the keeper the space to get off his line
2: yeah. but
1: yesterday was any time they got a corner I was hiding you, you got your hand and, your hands, and you're thinking what's going to happen
0: yeah yeah and it it actually and, and at the end of the game that's i think that's we were all yeah yeah uh so that's it's just something i didn't expect as much to see us giving up repeated goals on set pieces like that i always i felt like for the most part it's one of those things carlo had when he came in uh his his group had shored a lot of that up. So I, yeah. I, I've been a little surprised with that kind of rearing its head again. Um, just because we, he, he takes the defensive details are usually worked out. Uh, that's – it was surprising to me. I was not expecting us to, to be that leaky on set plays.
1: Um, it, it, was, it was particularly bad yesterday, particularly mm-hmm. bad. Even, like, Olsen's punches were not, were not getting out. We're not getting the clearance when he, when he did come to it. Like that one just before, was it Kane's goal? He punches it out and Lamella smashes it back, and yeah. only the core takes one in the face. It still comes, it still swings around. You just, I don't know. It's, it's a little bit frightening if, if we're going to keep going that way. I'm sure they're going to address that this week, though.
0: They've got to. They've got to. Yeah. I mean, they're too, they're way, I mean, this isn't, we're not, I hate to say, say this kind of thing because I, I liked the guy. He was a very nice manager. Uh, but Roberto Martinez, we're not dealing with Roberto Martinez who doesn't practice those in training. Uh, yeah. You know, this is this is, so I, I could easily see that being a, a serious point of emphasis moving forward. That it, it, for me was the most negative thing for the whole the whole match, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So who do you feel like uh who do you feel like looked good? Who had who had a good game yesterday for you?
1: Obviously, Tom Davis stands out as yes. the uh, My God. as the as the head one. But I thought I thought Rich worked hard. Yep. You know he, he he's been in for a lot of stick again lately, but he took his two goals exceptionally well. And he, worked, he when he went off as a forward like on his own when Calvert Lewin went off, he ran the line well. He worked mm-hmm. hard. You know he always looks like he's in a mood, but he just plays. He plays with passion and he wants to win, which is a good thing. Coleman, when he came on. Change the yeah. game because you are bring Coleman on at that point for him, and you're thinking we're going to shut up shop here. We're going five at the back. We're not letting anyone through. But every mm-hmm. time Coleman got it, he was on the front foot. He was going yeah. at them, cutting inside, going outside, trying to make things happen. So you know, it was a, it, there was a few players yesterday who were like, "Yeah, you—that's that's the players we know."
0: Coleman looked hungry to play. Yeah, you know, I like, think he
1: wants silverware. He wants. Yeah. He wants a trophy. He wants it.
0: Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I would throw DeCorey in that list just because. I mean, that's like an every game thing, though. Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Is like, yeah, he's every <laughs> game. It's, it's. You don't need to mention him
0: because you know he's done well. <laughs> it's just, it's like, well, of course, DeCorey played well. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Yeah, he's just everywhere. He's omnipresent. I just, I, I remember when we signed him. I told, I told my my eight year old. I was like, you know what, that guy right there. You need to watch his work rate. You need to watch him. Watch how hard he works. Every single, both ways. Could be going that way, could be going that way. He will track people back on defense. He is He is going to be a part of the attack. I was like, you need to watch that guy. Uh, yeah. And he's, I, I, I'm glad I haven't improved wrong on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: yeah. He's yeah. been a good signing.
0: Man. Uh, so, um, we mentioned Sigurdsson earlier. What a, what a weird game from a guy who defends like that on set pieces and then gets the assists that he that he gets. You know, because one in particular, one of those assists where I was like, I, that's really nice. It was just yeah. you know I don't know what to make of another, him.
1: He was another player I was calling like like Rodriguez last game. I'm like, you need to do something, you need to take him off. Like yeah. what's he doing? Like he's he's not helping us, he's costing us goals but then he goes up the other end and he becomes the Sigurdsson that everyone wanted him to be. That it yep. To be honest, I don't think he's he's ever shown that sort of creativity no. in an Everton shirt until last night. Don't get me wrong, he scored a few screamers, which everyone knew he's capable of, but the, that, that little ball for Bernard at the end, like as you saw James Rodriguez do it earlier in the season against someone, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, oh, wow, you know, but then Sigurdsson goes and doesn't, you're like, you can actually do that? Like, How'd you do that? And he, you know, he finally showed up to like to be a part of the forward line last
0: night. Yeah. I, dare, dare I say he looked like he was enjoying himself when he does that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like he's like having, having fun playing. When I see players throwing those little flicks in there, it's, it's like they're, they're there to truly care about the game instead of, oh, I'm at work now. You know, yep. it's like, hey, I'm working hard, but I this is this is this is fun. I grew I grew up playing this, you know?
1: There's that one before the one before he feeds it into Calvert Loon for the penalty, it comes just drops out of the sky and he just kills it dead. Yep. It comes over the shoulder and he just brings it down and then just rolls it into the pack and you
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, their touches over the years people have looked at players and gone like well class player who does that, pulls it down out the end. and then there's Sigurdsson yep. who everyone would be like, Nah, you you're good, mate, you're good. <laughs> That was lovely. <laughs> Uh I
0: I keep wondering he's, he's not he's not having perfect games necessarily. That wasn't a perfect performance from him, but it's another one where I I put Sigurdson on the list of players that are improving under Carlo and kind of finding themselves again.
1: And Carlo seems to like him. Yeah, he like does. He he, he gave him he obviously gave him the responsibility of captain. You know. Mm-hmm. I, he he has the faith in him. Yeah. You know, I know we see it from a different point of view, and you don't see what goes on in training all the time. But he seems to have that faith, and if he can play like that, then you know he can be he can be an an asset to us. But it's it's almost like, what Sigurdsson is going to show up? Is it going to be the Sigurdsson that stands there and points at everyone and run past him, or is it the Sigurdsson that's going to spray passes around? <laughs> so we'll see.
0: Uh, so this one was a this one was very a very wild one as well, and we need to we need to make sure we mention Bernard yep didn't see that coming
1: uh, he wasn't even meant to be there he was meant to be in Qatar no, yeah, that deal fell through, <laughs> and now he's back on the bench for us, you know and the the goal. Uh, again, the the goals we scored last night. I know Mourinho came out and said like defensive mistakes, defensive mistakes. Yeah, on our part, on your part, we scored three or four unbelievable goals.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. I, I was looking at Richarlison's, and I don't think I, I don't think I thought Richarlison was going to score either one of those. Either nope. one. I didn't nope. think either one was going in. It, it, not even just because it's his run of form, but they they were not the easiest angles.
1: No, they're not the easy the, the first one's gone. You know, he's got to play it in front of him. Mm-hmm. He's got to play You know, square them up, and he's put it through his legs and in the bottom corner. And as you said, the, the second one, the angle's like impossible. So hard, impossible angle.
0: Yeah. But. Yeah, that's but and, but uh, Bernard's uh, was another. Gosh, was was that left footed? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Like he hit it like with pace. Yeah. Yeah, he blasted cool. it. It was, yeah. it was really, really nice. And honestly, if he's going to be with us, I want him getting time. I love him having moments like that. You know, that's awesome. You know, I still I still maintain he does provide something different for us. He does. Everyone else. I,
1: I, he's just another he who's like a little bit inconsistent with it. I know <laughs> we expect if he's coming on for 20 minutes, we expect this 20 minutes to be of the highest quality. But, you know... He just never seems to to get going, and you're thinking like the West Ham goal he scored was it last season, where he scored from a tight end, You're like, that's what yeah. he needed. That's that goal. And yeah. then you're thinking the same about last night. Now you're like, that's that goal. That's the goal that's going to kickstart him now to be 25 minutes. And a Woby's coming off a bit earlier, or one of them is starting, the other one's on the bench. You know, mm-hmm. you just you pray for him to to come on and be the player that you know we have seen it in the Champions League when he's playing for Shakhtar. You, you want him to be that player.
0: Mm-hmm well it's it's weird though because he as an impact sub he usually it's a it's weird for him to come on as an impact sub you know because i don't know he does give you something different but it's usually usually it's not necessarily that's not necessarily what you always want off the bench is what he provides um and he is when you're saying inconsistent he's usually not giving the team the goal you need he's not always playing the that that cross that giving that that pass that's going to get us the goal we need you know we want when we, we're bringing people off the bench we want impact that's the yep. reason they're coming off or they're coming on is because we want that impact and i feel like bernard's a guy who needs to be starting you know he wants to start he wants to play the bulk of the game and he wants to be able to kind of use his guile to to kind of make a mark and he, i know he's not happy doing it but i also don't think he's at his best when he's coming I think on, I think right? you might
1: see him on on a Sunday. I think he might start Sunday, just for a little bit of rotation. I know?
0: I think that sounds that that I think makes a lot of sense to me, man. Fulham's
1: a team, again not to be underestimated because they can play some good stuff when they want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's it's a team where you can be like you know what, Bernard, go do a job, go go get your confidence, get your playing, off you go.
0: Yeah. Uh. Anything else you want to hit on this, uh, this FA Cup win? It, it? It's
1: just, again, the mentality. Because when I looked at the starting lineup and you look at Spurs lineup, you're like, this is, good. this is a tougher game than I thought it was going to be. And, and they scored in the first few minutes. And you're like, oh, like yep. what's going to happen? And then we score, we score, we score. And you're like, amazing. Like, this is, yeah. this is the new Everton. And then we can see it again. And then you're like, oh, hang on. And then we can see it again. And it's just the whole... Every time we concede, I never, never saw us winning just because of past years of being Everton. But
2: mm-hmm. like you
1: never saw us seeing that game out, and then or having that mentality when you're looking and you're missing players and Calvert Lewin's gone off, and you're thinking, what 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 have we got? And then all of a sudden, the boys step up another level, and you're like, hang on, this there's, there's that mentality we saw against United again? Yep, yep. Just never never say die. Let's just keep going, and. It, it's it's a good thing to see at a minute forward it really is
0: uh yeah that that second period of extra time yeah every i think that's that was definitely a stay together cheeks kind of moment that was that was tough that was <laughs> that was yeah if i didn't yeah. have heart trouble before i certainly do now that was oh my god and, and it I think every – if you were to poll 10 Evertonians saying, do you think we're going to get scored on in this second extra time? I, I really do think all 10 would have said yes. I really 100%. think
1: that. 100%. Yes. I thought that our penalties or them sneaking it yep. six-fives. That's, that's the way I thought that was going to go. Especially – I watched it on BT Sport. So it was mm-hmm. like the English commentators, and they did it with West Ham the other week. They were crying out for Antonio then to come on, and last night they were crying out for Kane. Yeah. Like when Kane was taking his like taking off his warm ups to come on, they had a picture in picture just showing Ali Kane getting dressed, <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you just they just want him to score. Yeah. Like they just want they want them to come on and be the player.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: so, and then that builds into yourself where you're doubting yourself. Then you're like, oh hang on, they're bringing Ali Kane on. Where do we go from here? <laughs> Well, We're bringing Coleman and Bernard on and you're like, you are, we've got two keepers on the bench. Can one of them go up front? It's worked for me. Can it work for them? I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. But see, it's, it's performing in moments like that, right? It's performing in moments like that, proving that you've done it, proving that you can do it again. You know what I mean? It. The more you get yeah. used to that and more you develop that, but you learn the behavior, you learn what it takes. You Your mentality—it just starts locking down every time. Uh, That's—you're not going to get all of them, but the more you get, the more it just becomes more routine. And you know what? And then it's going to become a little more routine for us,
1: as supporters. It's—it's a a big game mentality, you know. It's being the player when you need to be the player. Which, again, United built upon Fergie time for years. They never say die right until the end, and they turn Mm -hmm. things around and. You know, I'm not comparing us to that team by any stretch of the imagination, but we're like, we're getting a mentality about ourselves. We're getting that. We can fight for each other and the players that you want to step up are now stepping up and saying, give me yeah. the ball. I, I, I want to do this.
0: Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, uh yeah, just really good energy after those two matches. Just going to just yeah. gonna say that yeah. out loud. Just have to. Um we good on the on the Spurs match?
1: I think, I think we covered it. I think we did a good job on that.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. Moving on. This weekend, we've got Fulham. Uh, right now, Fulham, just, just to blab out a bunch of stuff, uh, Fulham currently 18th in the table with 15 points, 2, 9, and 11. Uh, their previous three matches was a nil-nil draw, with West Ham. 2-0 lost to Leicester, 2-2 draw with West Brom. Um, they're 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 uh, not to sit there and sound like a total idiot. They are consistently inconsistent. You can rely on them to give you what you don't expect. It feels like every single match. Yeah, I'm I,
1: thinking three nil then Lukmanatric. That's that's, <laughs> that's the Everton that could show up. You just don't know. That's how it could go. <laughs> but you just, it's just them them type of stories not scored not won come play Everton they'll give mm. you something they'll give and that's we talk about mentality and that's the mentality of Everton fans it the really players is. might have a different one on the field but our mentality is Newcastle not winning all these games come players Fulham not winning you know not playing the best they'll get a nice win
2: mm.
1: former Blue comes back who we kind of shunned and you know he didn't quite settle with us after promise and he comes on and shows us what he can do.
0: Mm. That's so kind of don't know. That's one of those things where I learned to think like that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so and so has had a had a scoreless streak for so however many months, and like, okay, time for Everton. You know what I mean? That yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and you get, we actually have two former Everton players that'll probably be starting with Anthony Robinson and, uh, and yeah. uh, Molo Lukman. Uh, you know, Robinson, who I think if he thought he was going to have more of a chance to start, I, I think he probably would have come to us, come back. Uh, but I think he saw an opportunity to start in the Premier League and play almost every match. So, I get He's it. playing
1: well as well. Yes, he's he playing is. He's playing very well for them. I think yeah. if they go down, he's a player that clubs will look at, you know, not necessarily top-end clubs. You know, I'm not saying he's going to go and play Champions League, but you know, some clubs will look at uh, a sh- a Newcastle. They'll look yeah. at it. You know, they seem to buy play, You know, players like that. You know, the mid-table clubs. A
2: mm-hmm.
1: class is no longer as a mid-table club at the minute, but you know, then the mid-table clubs and the lower end and the newly promoted. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll spend ten, fifteen million on them, and they'll, they'll get a solid player who's Premier League experience and and still young.
0: He's absolutely earned it. Um, Coming back from injury issues and, and dealing with the, the, the failed move to uh, Milan, yeah. which was sh- shocking. I, <laughs> when that yeah. came out, I was like, I had to like rub my eyes. But like, is that happening? That's crazy. I'm excited I'm for him. Wigan. That's cool. We're going to see. You know? <laughs> uh, but uh, they're, they're a weird young team. You know what I mean? I think part of that inconsistency stems from their youth. There's a lot of young players. I just uh, grabbed uh, is it Josh Magia, uh from, you know, France, who originally, I think originally he was from Sunderland, right? Yeah. Um, he was
1: on the, uh, on the Sunderland till I died documentary, if I remember yep, rightly.
0: Yep. And his transfer was documented on there. Uh, yeah. uh, another, a good young striker who I think will probably get some time against us this weekend. Um. Mm-hmm they're just such a, you know, at Loftus Cheek, is another one, another exciting young player who was rumored to be coming to us like five times, I feel like, you know, on loan and never actually happened. Uh, Just a bunch of exciting young players. uh, But I think they're, a lot of them are kind of learning on the job. You know,
1: sometimes that's the best way, just being thrown into it. You know, you get that experience of, we don't. We don't have a lot. There you go. You are the kids. Off you go. Play with no fear.
0: Yep. I think that Tosin uh, Adarabio. I think that's how to say it. Adarabio.
1: Rather you than me trying to pronounce that.
0: You know, I practiced it before we started, and I screwed it up immediately. It was like good thing. Good. Good thing you practiced it, Jerry. Damn it. So, <laughs> but uh, another good young player who was rumored to come to us a few years ago, and he ended up. I think. Signing uh, signing sign a new contract with City, but uh, yeah, just a, another good young player. They just they're just full of some really good talented players, uh, but um, they're in 18th and they're gonna have to pull off something very special to not get relegated this season. Yeah. Um, how how are you thinking we line up? I don't think
1: the back line. I think maybe Coleman comes in, maybe. Maybe Dean, you get a little break because mm-hmm. I know he went off yesterday, but there was no talk of like what happened. Is he injured? Is he tired? You know, he's played a lot since he come back. I think I think Allen might come in and get some minutes. Yes. Which which would be a big plus. Yeah. Gomez, you still got Gomez. No one knows what happened to him midweek. Hames could be mm-hmm. could be around. You know, there's players. If you like, I said you look at last night's team. There's players who've been playing regular for us and didn't play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Calvert-Lewin. Now we've brought Josh King in. Calvert-Lewin could have a break, but Richard Allison can also lead the line. You mm-hmm. know, and he proved it last night against good quality defenders. So again, goes and plays against them. And, you know, Calvert-Lewin sits on the bench and do we need him? If he if he's fit, come on. If not, rest the hamstring. We've got City. We've got Liverpool after that.
2: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, there's players that are playing and... You know, they get the chance. I think Bernard's that, And, you know, a couple maybe get the chance to have that little break they need, but they're on the bench should we need them.
0: Do you think we'll go more? I mean, to be honest with you, though, our depth is experienced in the back. So uh, I was going to say, do you feel like we'll 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 go experienced in the back and then experiment a little bit more forward? But, you know, I could I could easily see Coleman and then either uh, uh, Yerimina or Yerimina and Michael Keane, and then Godfrey playing on the left again to kind of shore it up and kind of make it very solid. I could see that coming, that starting like that. Uh, Do you feel like with DCL coming off like he did, you feel like this is a Josh King starting for the first time for us? Possibility? Yeah, I don't
1: think he'll start as a forward though. I think he'll start maybe on a a right, Rich Allison down the middle on his own. King out on the right, you know, the wall will be out. I think Bernard will be on the other left. Maybe, uh, Hammers will come in in place of like a Sigurdsson because mm-hmm. he's played a lot of minutes. And mm-hmm. then I think he'll stick with the Corey and Davis. So, it's, you know, there's the three. I think he'll stick with them two mm-hmm. behind because Hammers basically has a free roll when he goes in there. If you watch him when he plays on the right, he drifts anyway, and we leave a big gap. He goes, so every- put him in behind. Just let him, let him float. You've got the yeah. core will cover the ground for you. And you've got Davis who will sit in and do the, do the donkey work for you. Yeah. And then if Alan's fit enough, I think he'll get, you know, 20, 30 minutes towards the end or whether he starts them for 60 minutes
0: and yeah.
1: gets them out of there.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll be curious if we <clears> – <throat> who we rest, what we're willing – who we're willing to rest, I guess is the question. Like, I always get nervous about, like, not resting players, but at the same time I get nervous about overlooking opponents. And even uh, a Fulham squad that's sitting in 18th uh, can, can end up catching us unaware, especially just with never knowing which Everton's going to show up. Um, I, I do like the idea of a Olobe coming back in the lineup. Um, for a little while there, he was looking um, really strong. Um, yep. Really fun to watch. He was, I mean, he does a, he does a job for us that not everybody can do, you know, finding the cracks in the defense on the dribble. Um, Yeah. He's not, everybody can do that. And it's, it's awesome to have that option. And I love the fact that he's, he's getting confidence too. Like you were saying earlier about all these players. Yeah. I
1: think it's his final ball that lets him down a lot. That was a will is he can do all that and he can do this, but then when it comes to producing the final cross, Mm -hmm. it's over his, it's the keeper, it's, out, yeah. You know, and that's I think that's what's the biggest frustration for Evan fans because we can see he does everything else. Yeah. But it's where we need you the most is whipping that ball in the box.
0: And that's sort of the problem because he's a ten that plays on the wing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we need he plays best when he cuts in when he's cutting into the middle. And if he can't cut in, if he has to go outside, that's when those final balls, the ones you're talking about, are usually hitting the keeper, going out of bounds, hitting first defender that is a consistent thing that we see from him often. It's the weakest part of him playing in that, in that role,
2: you yeah. know,
0: every time um, I feel more confident about him taking, you know, finding the goal and, and finding a corner of the goal than I do for him actually finding a cross uh, uh, another player on the end of the cross. I, I just, yeah. I feel better about him scoring than I do about him assisting off a cross. You I agree. Um, interesting. It'd be a fun, it'd be a fun lineup to watch. What you're describing, and I, I'm wondering if if Gomez, oh, Gomes. <laughs> trying to make sure. Like right now, I'm like, I don't know how to say it anymore.
1: Uh, I, I just say Gomez like you were you were Bruno Fernandes, and the commentators are like Fernandes, and you're like, oh yep. no, it's it's Fernandez,
0: I think because they're Portuguese, the, the s is supposed to be sh at the end, but yeah. I've I've heard Gomez being Gomes. Gulmesh, I've heard yeah. And and you know what? I just I just want a person who speaks Portuguese to say, Jerry, this is how it works, man. That's all I want. Or maybe I learn Portuguese and I figure it out on my own. Maybe that's the way Chris. That's
1: that's yeah, that's the challenge. That's the <laughs> challenge. <laughs> See if we got well, a Portuguese supporters <laughs> club, get them on. I have a whole conversation in Portuguese.
0: I'm wondering, we got like some Brazilian you know Evertonian supporters, so maybe they could help us out on this. Yeah, you know they, they speak Portuguese. Don't know if their pronunciation is going to be exactly the same though. Uh, uh, so that's I, I like your lineup. I think it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, prediction?
1: Uh, not as exciting as our last few games. I don't think. I think it's going to be a two or a three-one. You know, home win for us. I don't think it's gonna be as, as exciting. I don't think it's gonna be as easy as we think it's gonna be. But I think we've proved in the last few games we can score goals from different players. I think I, I had a mm. stat that it's ten different scorers this year or something already. Yeah. You know, we we've got players who can score goals from positions, so and they're not tapping, you know, different crosses, range, yeah. penalties, or you know, varying varying goals. So it's
0: not all the same position. Football. You're right. Yeah. yeah, that's see I love the fact that we're diverse and flexible Mm -hmm. when it comes to our, our opportunities for a while there. uh, I feel like all Everton goals were dribble down cross header. That's it. And I felt like that was all we were getting or set plays from just outside the box. You know what I mean? Like Luca Dean left foot. That's what I felt like we were uh, ever, I feel like it's all we were doing. It's nice to, to see a variety I feel like we can like attack we need, teams a lot of ways. We need
1: to score a free kick, a direct free kick on the edge of the box is what we need to score. We haven't scored one of them for a while.
0: When's the last time? It's been too long. You know who I hasn't scored, think. like, any of those? And, and that used to be, like, his, his thing? Sigurdsson. Can we not yeah. get Sigurdsson to just curl one of those, please? Some of his set of pieces are, like, horrendous, though, when it comes to I it. His corners are, like – No, It's nowhere close <laughs> to beating the first man. It's nowhere oh, no. close.
1: <laughs> That's where your whole like Dina popped up out of nowhere being able to strike a feature. And then, like, Hamas yep. Rodriguez, you'd like to think he can put it wherever he wants.
0: I, I yeah. That, he's, the, he's the first one, if you're looking at our whole lineup, uh, a neutral would look at our squad and say, oh, Hamas, come on. He's the one you, yeah. he does that. In his, he, yeah. So uh, that would be nice. But I, I, I will tell you, um, I am a little bit more pessimistic, but I'm still good picking a win. I'm picking a 1-0 win. I'm not – I agree with you. I think it's going to be tougher than we expect. I feel like we struggled with them last time we played them. Um, yeah, we did.
1: We, we went up early, right? What was it? We went two or three up in the first half, and then second half they came at us, and
2: mm-hmm. it was
1: the evidence of we only play half a game. And yep. we sat back, and we don't know, you know, what was it 3-2 was it in the end or 4-2 in the end? I can't remember now, but it, was, it wasn't as easy as, as the first half predicted. Yeah, I know.
0: For a little while there, we were like, okay, we can cruise. And that's like the worst thing to think. To yeah. never think that.
1: Never just cruise. We can never just cruise.
0: <laughs> never. Uh, so, yeah, okay, but we're both picking wins. Uh, mine, uh, we're both picking tough wins. Mine, just slightly score-wise, a little tougher. But uh, neither one of us underestimating this particular situation. All right, so... Moving on, going to do a quick look at City. Uh, that one's, you know, it's during the week. It's it's not the next game. I, I hesitate to get like super specific about our predicted lineups because a lot can happen between now and then. Um, people can get, you know, there may be injuries. People may be actually getting healthy. We really don't know. However, we should we're mentioning it because you know it, we're, we're playing there know, top in the league right now. They're personally, they've only lost two matches this season. They're 15, five, and two. Uh, previous three matches, they beat Swansea 3-1 in the cup. Uh, Swansea And Swansea is a team that really no one wants to play right now. They're playing, like, decent football right now. Yeah. Um, uh, and before that, I, I will say, I, I, I give City a, a big hug. They, uh, they, they nice, <laughs> yeah. nice, nice win over self-awareness okay. FC, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, again, my family, very, you know, very happy on that one. Sharing Jared, Jared hard. A lot of people
1: uh, very happy on that one. A lot of, not just blues, a lot of people very happy.
0: Humans with, with hearts. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah. So that was a nice one. Um, and before that, uh, two, no win over Burnley. Um, Think about City this season. They're doing all this, uh, and uh, De Bruyne is, like, not even playing. Yeah,
1: they He's got no forward.
0: Now they have the weirdest, like, hardly, you know, Aguero's not playing much. Uh, He's just injured. A lot of injuries. Yeah. So it's just a weird and, – and they've – City is somebody – and I, I want to just go ahead and say this. Someone tweeted out a brilliant statistical – you know, analysis—not a statistical analysis, but a formational analysis—showing the difference in cities' results. How when they switch to three in the back in possession, I don't remember who it was. If it's you, if it's your material, it's it's brilliant. Okay, it was very, the observation is because for some reason when they were four at the back in in possession, they they weren't as effective results wise. And then you could actually, like, pinpoint how when they were – their performances being stronger, just – which is really not a surprise from, like, a technical, tactical mind like, like Pep. But, uh, yeah, I feel like when you've got – when you're – I mean, they have so much money. They have so many good players just sitting on the bench. I mean, Phil, Phil Foden was he's, a kid. He's, he's a kid yesterday. Real. And he's so legit now. He was already such a good kid, but now he's just like, holy hell, he is amazing now.
1: That performance at the weekend, and even his goal at the weekend, like he's for me as as an England supporter, he's he's got to be one of the first on the plane to the Euros. Got to be, like, yeah. just he's that. It's that thing we spoke about with Fulham with the kids. There's no fear, but he's got the ability to back it up, and he's got the players around them to 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 bring that out of him even further. You know, so. He's he's just an exceptional talent. That kid, he really
0: is. I mean, his risks. Youth tends to risk because they don't fear, right? But they're calculated risks. He he makes intelligent. He takes intelligent risks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got. I mean, he's they, everybody on their squad knows their roles, right? So <laughs> when you when they when you can bravely sit there and take those kind of risks, uh. So anyway, but basically, uh, one of the brightest young English English talents right now, um, and they they have new faces that are producing now, that they've gradually been accumulating. You know these talents like Rodri, um, j- just these these players Gunderman. that you see
1: Gundogan come out of nowhere and just scoring goals.
0: <sighs> I mean, I, I will say I was I was so angry at him for skying that penalty last week, and then he. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he comes up and puts him in, himself in the like the perfect position to score two more. It just. Yeah. And he he's one of those players though. Another one of those players that you mentioned, like you were talking about with Andre Gomez though. Doing, his game is not is not flash. It's it's keeping the ball ticking over. It's being that that engine in the middle, and he's he's a player I just feel like nobody ever appreciates. Um, I remember yep. talking to. Actually, it was like two years ago, two one or two years ago, talking to Max Carlisle on this show, and he was saying, Gundogan is my favorite player on their team. He's like, he's just underappreciated. And, yeah. Um, but they're just, I mean, and Raheem Sterling, I got to be honest, I wasn't sure about that when they bought him, when they purchased him. I, I was thinking, you know what? He's a good player, but I just don't think it's going to uh, – God. <laughs>
1: <He's>, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he is another the, one. Another one is John Stones. If you look at John Stones this season, with an actual, an actual defensive partner,
0: yeah, he's
1: a player that we knew he could be.
0: Yeah, he's uh, and and again, taking more intelligent, not not taking those silly risks anymore, you know, doing yeah. the croisses, you know, in front of the goal. Uh, not really so much of that anymore. Uh, and, and I'm glad to see him do well, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I know they're. Some some supporters who feel like you're not allowed to do that, you know. And for me, it's like, eh, he was a blue, you know, and 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 I yelled really loud for him, and I, I cared.
1: So I like, re- we found him. We, does, we Yes, found him. <laughs> we got we got him from Burnley. We'll take the credit for that one. Not not uh, not Burnley. Sorry, it was us. It was us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, if you're if you're thinking, okay, well. I mean, are we? Are we? Would you probably say that uh, Sterling and Foden are probably two of the players in terms of like attack, where we're like, okay, we have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think it'll be. You you just don't know what shape Carlo's going to go into it. Like, what's mm. he going to play? Like, he could go five at the back and have players worried about Foden and uh, Foden Sterling on either side. He could do that, and we you know, but then you've got Godfrey. And you're thinking, Godfrey's a man on a mission at the minute. No one gets past Godfrey. Like, where'd you play him? Mm-hmm. Is Holgate going to be a liability? Can Coleman keep up for pace? Is Dina available? Like, there's just so many, there's so many pieces that you're like, it's a hard one to, to predict any lineup for us.
0: If Carlo, and- if you saw that five at the back formation, or three at the back, five at the back, whatever. We're, we're basically talking about the same thing. If you saw that on the team sheet before the game, would your heart sink just a little or would you think that's what's needed?
1: It, it's a tough one because you just, again, you don't you don't know how that five is going to play. Is that five going to play with the two wide attacking and being, like you said, three at the back? Or
2: mm-hmm.
1: are they just going to tuck in and be like, we'll hit you on the counter? Like Wolves, Wolves mm-hmm. away when he's put four out at the back and everyone's like, why has he done that? Why have you done that? Yep. And then it turned out to be our best defensive display of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where players came, Godfrey came to light. It's like, he's he's a player.
0: Speaking of that, by the way, it would not surprise me if we did that against City.
1: No, that, that, nothing nothing surprises me with, with Evan <laughs> too much anymore. Nothing surprises me. Nice. <laughs> Three keepers on the bench, big dunk pulling the shirt back on. You never know. You never know.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I. I'll be honest. I've, I've not been super psyched when I, when I see us run like three at the back, just because I I feel like we've, we've struggled at times doing it, but I gotta be, I gotta be honest with you. I think those were situational and we're going to be healthy for the most Mm -hmm. part. We're going to have, we're going to have almost everybody, except for maybe the Who?
1: i just i just you just don't know is there, is he a player is like is there
0: something in there i hope he comes back and he's great i hope he i hope he absolutely smashes it but poor guy so bad it's, for him. like he's yeah
1: so long like so long and it's he's coming back and around christmas time he was meant to be back integrated with the squad and yep we're now february and there's no sign of him like he and we posted put, a few we, a few we, pictures up of him training
0: yeah, and we've made uh, Bessage, we've made Bessage part of our Premier League squad.
2: Yeah. Mo, I, mean, Mo Besic,
0: I you know what I mean? So, I mean, I feel like if Gabamin was going to be available, we may not have done that. I don't know.
1: Uh, you just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this kid's ever, he was touted for big things, but. It's a serious, serious injury when it's keeping you out for the best part of two years, well, the two years a year. I think
0: the poor guys had serious injury after serious injury. You know what I mean? Like he has one, and then it's there's a complication. Then he's got another one. It's just oh, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's but not a good
1: situation. For
0: it, anyway, we we took a we took a turn. We didn't mean to take a turn. We took a turn. Yeah. We went we went into bombing land, which you know, we hope. One day will will be a pleasant place, but but for now, uh, yeah, we're gonna have most of the options at our at our disposal. Collar's gonna Caller's gonna have like all the toys, yeah. You know, and you're wondering, you know, because because you know, city. I feel like we're gonna be healthier than city is. You know, um. So having said that. We have no idea how we're going to line up. We have no idea who's going to be healthy for them. We have no idea what's going to happen between then and now. But let's make a prediction. <laughs> what do you got?
1: I'm not too confident on that one. I just think it's a the mental block and it's City and that on this that on this run, what is it, 15, 15, 16 wins on the bounce. Yep. You know they. I heard they beat a record from someone like Preston back in the 30s or something the other day. Jeez. So it's... They, they don't even seem to get out of second gear in some games and they're still putting three or four past teams. And yep. they have so much creativity. I don't see as winning. I see it being a, a two or a three-one game again, depending on Fulham. We lose to Fulham, I think we get a reaction. Mm. We coast past Fulham. I think we're not as confident going in, or oh, we're overconfident. And we get picked off.
2: Mm.
1: I just I don't see us getting it. I don't see us getting anything, to be honest. And I hate to say that.
0: Mm. Normally
1: I'm optimistic, but I don't see it.
0: You know, normally I'm not super optimistic, but I'm going to say a draw. I'll take that. Which which. In you know, if you've got perspective, that is pretty optimistic. <laughs> you know, I ain't sitting there going, "Yeah, Mr. Optimism, I picked a draw." Now I, I'm going to say two to two. I think there's going to be goals in it. I don't know. I, uh, yeah. But um, I do feel like uh, this will be a a nice little primer for us to play them before you know, because we'll get them again. Yeah. Gosh, we're going to get them two more times, aren't we?
1: Yeah, we still got to play him three times. Yeah. Good All right. Guys. If you if yeah. you got to win things, you got to do the hard way, so yes. we might as well.
0: You know what? They're in the same league as we are. Let's go, just batter them. Let's yeah. let's, <laughs> let's just you know what let let's just let Godfrey and Alan loose and see what happens.
1: That'd be nice.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's the show, Chris. You have successfully made it through. Uh, um, a, a difficult show with a lot of different topics, a lot to cover. And I got to be honest, after this, I, I am going to, to have a pint because my brain is begging me to stop thinking. Uh, so, Chris, I, I just want to say thanks so much for, for coming on the show. It's really nice to meet you.
1: No problem. Mate. It was a pleasure being on it. It was. A, you said it was a tough debut for me, but I, I got through it in the end. I enjoyed it. It was a, it was a good chat.
0: Did, you did awesome. It's like you've been doing this for a while, man. I, I feel like for a lot of people, you're just coming on talking about Everton, which is something you know already. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. So. Speak from the heart, and you're good.
0: That's kind of that's kind of what we try to do when we do this. It's um you know conversation, normal talk. So, very cool. So uh, you want to plug, put a plug in for Connecticut toffees really quick.
1: Yeah, just go give us a follow. See what's happening if you're in connecticut get involved reach out to us you know we'll put you in the whatsapp group and when we do eventually meet up we'll uh, you know we'll get together and hopefully we get a bigger crowd going
0: mm-hmm. all right so uh you heard the man you're in in the uh, connecticut region go go hang out with him just saying yeah watch games with him because he'll you know he's, he'll, he needs someone over which to tower
1: right i need people
0: he needs he needs arm rest <laughs> right on okay well chris thanks so much i'm gonna do my my spiel for Toffee blues here everybody if you've been enjoying what you hear uh subscribe to the Toffee blues podcast or if you're if you're watching with your with your eyes uh subscribe to the Toffee blues youtube channel we really appreciate it um Uh, If you can uh, follow the Topic Blues on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, that would also be awesome because there's a lot of content coming out of there. Uh, And speaking of content, the Topic Blues website, uh, a lot of the contributors here on this channel uh, put out written work and uh, analysis and it's all things Everton. You know, they're, they're cool guys. They acknowledge my presence sometimes. It's great. So uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, Chris, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Come come and uh you know talk to me again, man. It'd be great to have you on again. Um, everybody, everybody else out there. Um we'll we'll see you around uh three this weekend it would be great. Uh I'd love to say it's expected, but it's really not how we do things. Much love. Talk soon. Bye.